This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Good morning! Welcome back to Saturday Morning Mysteries. We are your hosts. I'm Grace. And I'm Alexis. And we are so excited to be bringing you our second episode of Mm -hmm. our Courage the Cowardly Dog arc, as we've started calling them, which I really like. Um, And uh, as we start from Alexis today, um, I'm not sure. Do we have any other business? I have one thing before we dive into your episode. Um, I don't think, I don't know what you're going to say, but if, you know, everyone wants to just drop a like, share, comment, all that. Follow us on social media, etc. At Satmore and Mist. Uh, yes. Other than that, you say your business. Um, <laughs> I haven't already. <laughs> no, the business. Well, originally uh, we were talking about um, at so- some other point in the past, like, oh, we should give our what we now call our executive producer credit. But this morning oh. he said he wanted to be called a sponsor, and so oh. <laughs> excited to introduce our first sponsor. <laughs> Justin, who we is he here? Is he in the room? <laughs> no, he's downstairs. Oh, damn it. I, was, I was so waiting for him to just like pop up, like he's been <laughs> there the whole time waiting for us to get started. Like, come on, <laughs> but like you can't tell me because it's a surprise. Uh, yes, our new spot, our sponsor. Thank uh-huh. you, Justin. It's glad to have you on board. <laughs> Thanks for your Zoom account. <laughs> We truly appreciate it. Yes, nice uh-huh. and generous of you. Uh, yeah. Anyone else out there who wants to sponsor us in various ways, feel yeah. free. We'll email get this us commercial was. Morning mysteries at gmail.com. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but Justin it. gets first dibs on the uh, on the end credits. So mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> Which, in reality, the reason why again we were like, oh, we'll call you executive producer because we use your Zoom account. But then we were like. We don't want to edit the end credits. We've already yeah. recorded it and made them. We're not going to change it. So, so instead, sponsorship commercial. Uh, these messages brought to you by Justin Creer. But <laughs> <laughs> like the cute little like PBS music in the background. <laughs> I'll insert a little picture for, of him right here uh, for our YouTube watchers. Cool, cool. Yes. Now they know. Uh Yeah. Now, if you're wondering, like, oh my gosh, how are these? Who's supporting them and doing this? Who's funding this project? I don't even really know if you could say he's funding it. He's just like volunteering, a volunteer sponsor. Yeah, it's it's him. So send your complaints that away, ladies and gents. (laughs) This is what you get, Justin. You wanted to be a sponsor. This is what happens. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyways, uh, with that note, uh, mm-hmm. I'll pass it to you, Alexis, for your All episode, right. your first episode of Courage. My first episode of Courage. I'm very, very excited for it. I warned Grace right before we mm-hmm. hit uh, the record button for today's episode. I warned her that this episode is very funny um, in its own kind of creepy, odd, weird way, but it is indeed, yes, also creepy, odd, and weird. <laughs> I'm going to jump right into it. Okay. It is called Human Habitrail, and it is from season two, episode 5A. So the first half of that episode. And a habitrail, for those who don't know, because I did not have any rodents as pets growing up, mm-hmm. it is like a cage house thing for a hamster 
It's got like oh. the tunnels and stuff going through it and all of that. So those cool, like, you know, whatever with the tubes and all that yeah, cages yeah. that you see, that's essentially a habit trail. Oh. Interestingly enough, though, this episode is not about a hamster. I'll get to that in a moment. Wait, didn't you just say the episode's called a human habit trail? Human habit trail. Great. Yes. So awesome. Right. Yes. We're Great. getting off to a good start. If uh-huh. yeah, you think Very about what foreboding. that might mean. So anyway, this episode came out, uh, by the way, February 16th of 2001. But let me get right into it. So dear audience and Grace, of course, today I will be telling you the tale of turned tables, a tale of revenge, the tale of Lulu May. Now, who is Lulu May? You may be asking. Mm, let see what you did there. Let me wildly speculate. Oh. I'm going to wildly speculate at the front of this episode. We will get to Courage and Mariel and Eustace momentarily, uh-huh. but indulge me now, if you will. Oh, I will. Lulu May was born only a couple of years, I suspect, before today's episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog takes place. And shortly after his birth, he was sold to a mad scientist where he would be used as a testing subject. But before I go any further, let me clarify that Lulu May is not a human. I was going to ask that. Lulu May is a gerbil. (laughs) Dr. Gerbil. I'm trying to like remember what he looks like. Creepy as hell. Honestly, like the appearance of him is what really made me want to do this episode. So as we see him in, in today's episode of Courage, he's like, He's a giant gerbil standing on only his, his hind legs. He's probably like waist high to a human. Okay. He's got purple fur. He's wearing um, like a checkered, nice, like pleated suit oh. uh, jacket and like a blue polka dot bow tie and like a, a huh. cap that has like a green stripe on it. And he drives okay. like this cool 1950s like sports car. Oh, um, I'll get more into his personality in a moment. But okay. yeah, but it's it's also just like the way that he's looking at you. Like he's got kind of like jagged gerbil teeth, which I learned from researching gerbils for this. They do have issues with their teeth because they constantly grow and can get mangled very easily. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's like, like got these protruding eyes that are kind of like pointing in different directions. <laughs> and he's always like, kind of hunched over like you know with his hands a little like steaming exactly (laughs) okay so i don't know if i remember this one i'm very excited he appears in one episode okay he's only in one episode so um yeah but in my opinion he should be in many many more if they ever for some reason Mm. redo courage i would love to see more lulu may but i will get to that more at the end let me briefly kind of wildly speculate on yes, yes, what yes. turned Lulu May into the crazed, deranged criminal that he was mm-hmm. on the day that he encountered the Bragg family at their farm in Nowhere, Kansas. So Lulu was born, I assume, to a domesticated ger- uh, gerbil in a small litter of three. Unfortunately, though, he was the runt of that litter, and he was thus neglected by his mother and almost, and yeah, faced almost certain starvation, the poor boy. But not long after his birth, I assume he was donated to a new home once his initial owner saw that he may not survive. And I wildly speculate that these original owners just donated him to like 
their brother or something mm. like that. So in this new home, Lulu May, he was initially treated with great care. He was fed, he was bathed, groomed around the clock, given, you know, these nice sweet new digs and this cool tank. He had an exercise wheel, everything that he could dream of, cardboard to chew on, stuff to like <laughs> dream. We all dream share that dream. We all, share. all I want is some cardboard, damn it, <laughs> and some attention from my new owner. Well, that probably doesn't <laughs> sound right. Got a backpedal on that. So anyway, he quickly came to love his new life. And he was like cursing the life that he had had only a few short days earlier for the, the small, the short lifetime of a rodent. Yeah. How long did gerbils live? I don't know how long they tend to live, but I know that they mature. Male gerbils mature around like 70 to 80 weeks, I think, or days days and then women mature around like 50 to 60 oh, days okay. or something so like I think I mean they can the, the first like six can, months they're adults yeah they're pretty much yeah okay. they're like okay time to have kids yeah okay got it so, so not probably very long yeah like I think they could live for a while but a lot of them die because like they're very fragile because they're small little rodents mm. and like people don't really know how to care for them I did do a lot of gerbil reading I know that's episode. why I asked you this question yeah. I was impressed that you had that I'm not an ready. expert it's <laughs> this is all half research stuff but apparently a lot of gerbils die from like playing in wheels and getting stuck and falling off of God. things and like breaking <laughs> this is really funny the, the wikipedia page it's sad but also very funny it said um a list of health concerns is like all of those things that I just listed, mm -hmm. which results in a uh, fractured spinal cord. Not funny, but in parentheses after that, it said of which there is no cure. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, it's so close. We can cure cancer. We can cure all these. But other, the gerbil like, spinal fracture. The spinal, the spinal cord I hope fracture. there's one researcher somewhere in the world like one veterinarian dedicating their life to solving gerbil spinal fracture fractured spine uh -huh. i will I solve it we need more gerbils in the world after all right <laughs> aren't they on the endangered species list i actually have no. multiple gerbil tangents but i'll wait until the end yeah i, get back I, to your I actually this episode made me realize that i probably could talk about gerbils for a really long time there's so much more i want to say but uh, yeah, maybe at the end, let yeah. me get back to Lulu May here, <laughs> yes. the, the main gerbil on our minds today. <laughs> um, so Lulu May, he's in these new digs, he's being taken care of, and he starts to actually thrive. He is growing, he's maturing, he's getting the right nutrients because he's no longer being neglected by a mother or anything like that. But at the same time, once he is starting to grow, he's noticing a change in the attitude and the treatment of his new owner. Mm. And one day in particular, the owner, he, he comes over and scoops Lulu out of this gerbil tank. And Lulu just like got this feeling that something wasn't right. Like he wasn't about oh. to be groomed or he wasn't about to be fed. And so the owner is carrying Lulu through all these hallways in the house that Lulu's never seen before because he's literally been alive for like two weeks and has been in this one tank. <laughs> he's a gerbil. He's a, tank. he's a gerbil. He doesn't yeah. know. Um, and he's so unsure of where they're going. And eventually the owner opens a door and everything turns white. The walls are white. The tables Ooh. are white. All of this like 
mechanical equipment everywhere. And Lulu realizes, because somehow he does know, that he is now in a laboratory. He is no longer Uh in the comfort of his brand new tank. And so Lulu, he's very nervous. He's trying to skirmish out of the grip of the owner. He's panicking. He's all like doing his little gerbil squeaks, but there's nothing he can do to get out of his grasp. And so too good to be true, Lulu. Too good, Lulu. I'm so sorry. And so the owner, he drops Lulu into this another new deep tank. But to Lulu's shock, this tank is filled with other gerbils already. Uh And so Lulu, he's entirely unsocialized. He doesn't know how to react. And so he just hides himself into a corner and burrows underneath these little cardboard shreds and this fake grass trying to calm his nerves. And throughout this first day in this tank, Lulu would watch as this, now he realizes, mad scientist Mm -hmm. owner of his would approach the tank, coming back and forth, collecting one gerbil after another, and unfortunately, bringing very few of them back. And Lulu was like, oh my God, this is a hellish nightmare. I need to get (laughs) out of here. I need to be rescued. So he is like hearing the sounds of machinery going off behind him. And he's hearing the scientists grumbling about all of these failed experiments and whatnot. And the unfortunate squeaks from his former tank mates. And he knows that the scientists, this mad scientist, must be doing something terribly awful to these gerbils. These gerbils who were honestly, he realized just as scared and confused as he was. So at this Mm. point, Lulu's like, okay, I got to find a way out, not only to survive, but to set this entire tank of gerbils free from the experiments of this mad scientist. It's my turn to stand up and be a hero. (laughs) And so he began to closely observe the surroundings and, you know, paying attention to the mad scientist, like the frequency that he would come back and forth to the cage and Mm -hmm. how many gerbils he would take, you know, for this type of experiment or that Mm -hmm. type of experiment, just so that he could like plan, you know, or create a plan of attack to find his way out. And so one day it was Lulu's turn to be picked for an experiment. And he knew that this was his chance. He's like, all right, I'm going to be the big hero. I'm going to save these gerbils. Uh And so there was, an experiment that the scientist was working on. Let's say he was trying to make some sort of like hair growth serum or something like that. And so he was testing it on Lulu. It wasn't really showing any results and he was getting angry. And as he was looking away to write something down, Lulu took this chance to just jump out, lash out and bite the scientist. I mean, it's a durable. It, it would hurt, I guess, a little bit, but yeah, he's still about those teeth. <laughs> yeah. Ah, they're mangled. Damn it. He's not getting, been getting the mm-hmm. right amount of like cardboard and millet. Anyway, <laughs> durable talk aside. Durable talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he lashes out, he attacks the scientist. The scientist like knocks shit off of the, the mm-hmm. lab table because out of, you know, reaction, not knowing what's going on. And Lulu is able to like run over to the control panel, press a button that like opens up the tank, sets all the gerbils free, whatever. But in the process, the scientist knocks Lulu off into like this pot, this uh, puddle of chemicals that were spilled off of the lab table. And unfortunately, this plus the other stuff he was doing during the experiment has a combined effect 
effect that unfortunately turns Lulu's fur purple, mm. makes him immediately grow up to like waist height and like get super big, get uh -huh. all giant and uh, gives him the ability actually to talk. Oh. <laughs> he can start speaking like a human now. <laughs> Who knows what was in those toxic chemicals? <laughs> but he immediately lashes out again, scaring the uh, scientist who's like, oh my God, what the fuck did those chemicals do to you? Yep. <laughs> and he starts just like chasing the scientists around this lab, Revenge. giving the other gerbils, exactly, giving mm -hmm. the other gerbils a chance to escape get to freedom. He's like pouring bottles of these random test things onto the scientists. Well, like, how the, do like, you like it? <laughs> he is like the gerbil hero. He's like a gerbil he god for these he other gerbils. Is. All these other gerbils are loving him. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you that narcissism, it'll, it, or it'll quickly turn into like straight up narcissism uh, uh, as I will get head. to. Yes. I'll get to that later in the episode, but Essentially, so he's got the scientist trapped and cornered. He like runs and steals his clothes and like starts grabbing some of his lab equipment, <laughs> grabs his car keys, loads all this equipment uh -oh. and the scientist into the car, oh, shit. which again, I mentioned it earlier, but like, I gotta say it again, it's this cool, like fifties kind of like yeah. sports car kind of thing. Like what, like maybe Don Draper would be <laughs> driving anyway. And so he steals the car as well. He's like, oh, I'm, I guess I'm tall enough to drive. I guess I know how to drive. I know how to drive. Again, stay away from toxic chemicals yeah, and sentience um, and he just takes to the road he okay. finds himself then in the middle of nowhere mm. wait and like <laughs> the scientist is like places. in the trunk yeah yeah he takes okay. scientists <laughs> yeah the whole way the whole way he okay. has, he doesn't kill the scientist no he, he's not a killer he just okay. he, he needs test subjects oh and so okay. yes and so the gerbil he digs himself a nice hole slash like burrow home whatever tosses the scientist in and then begins oh. this years-long streak of essentially hunting down owners of quote-unquote trapped animals kidnapping their owners, freeing the animals and using the owners for experiments, many of which were for cosmetic products that he Ooh. then sold in commerce under the line of Dr. Bull's, like what a Dr. Bull's deodorant, Dr. Oh, Bull's hand soap. Yes. And so now Dr. Bull, he's moved on to his newest invention. It's a vacuum cleaner, actually. And this, this vacuum cleaner, it has the ability to suck up anything in its path even perhaps a human uh -oh. and he just could not wait to get out and get the vacuum out into the market get it sold all of this see it on shelves mm -hmm. but first he had to test a few bugs out and he needed some new test subjects and uh -oh. you see dear audience dr Erbel, aka lulu may uh -huh. he was quite successful in all of these evil schemes of freeing animals and testing his toxic creations on humans until that is he happened upon the bag family farm yep. and ran in to courage the cowardly dog and so ending our wild speculation <laughs> about his backstory and entering courage yes so it's a cleaning day around the farm, AKA okay. at least for Muriel, Muriel. and Courage. Yep. Eustace is just trying to eat his soup, which is like grossly covered in dust because 
they're trying to clean everything. <laughs> and Mur Muriel's complaining about how they just, they don't have a vacuum at the house and it would make things uh -oh. so much easier if they could vacuum rather than just brushing dirt from one corner to the other. Mm. And Eustace is complaining like, no, 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 you're just not cleaning, right? Like whatever, again who's the real Eustace. criminal in this show psychological <laughs> uh -huh. abuse but as Eustace is grumbling to Muriel there is none other than a knock at the door Muriel goes to get it and we see none other than our dear friend for now Lulu May Doc Gerbil wearing his cute little pleated suit yeah. and he's got you know his he's got his vacuum in hand yeah so far I don't dislike him I know you don't, you don't, yeah. you will soon, but for now, yes, I, you yeah. know us, we love painting complex villains yep, on this, exactly. uh, on this show. So as Mariel, she opens the door and <clears throat> Doc Gerbil, this is one of the first time we really hear him speak in the okay, episode, let's hear the impression. in a total like Southern 1950s shall we say like snake oil salesman voice <laughs> aka honestly just like a chilled out an even more chiller relaxed version of matthew mcconaughey's voice if you <laughs> ask me all <clears throat> right all right all right <laughs> pretty much ma'am i have got the answer to your work a day woes <laughs> That was a great impression. I have been practicing because when I first heard it, I was like, oh, there's no way I can't try to impersonate I this guy. Like you, I hope you are doing a lot more of these during this episode. Oh, there's so many. Oh, he God. talks a lot in this episode. Oh my God, I am so, over the moon. Like now, Muriel responds and says, you do? And he makes his doctor, well, he just like barges into the house, like, allow me to have your honor of cleaning your soup, sir. <laughs> he like pulls a vacuum out and just like vacuums up the soup off of the yeah, dust off of uh, oh. Eustace's soup. And anyway, so he's just like showing this vacuum off to Muriel and Eustace, and he's asking the uh, Bag family some questions. So he's like a mm. very a straight up door to door. He's assuming this door to door salesman mm. type of vibe right now. Yeah. And he's like, "Well, let me let me just ask you a few questions here to help fix you up with a perfect vacuum for your needs." <laughs> and he like whips out this clipboard, <laughs> and the questions are hilarious. He's like, uh, "Question number one: Do you have more?" allergies and Eustace tries to answer like well usually but he cuts him off and he's like question number two if two trains leave Chicago at 9 a.m do you snore have itchy eyes <laughs> and courage courage is like wait what no one else is going to stop this man it's gerbil and it's ask gerbil him man. what the hell is going to gerbil man and ask him what's going on here and so muriel she does she chimes in like uh excuse me mr <laughs> sorry because i'm just gonna keep him correct him as a doctor <laughs> he interjects like actually it's doctor Dr. Gerbil, but my <laughs> friends call me Lulu May. <laughs> I love this dude. I love this character. I still don't dislike like, him. I know. It's it's really hard to like dislike him. Yep. But again, you'll see soon. Okay, so okay. Muriel's like, okay, well, sorry, Dr. Gerbil, if you don't mind me asking these questions. I mean, they just really don't make sense. And so Eustace <laughs> is like, yeah, what are you asking us all this shit for? 
he doesn't say shit, whatever. Might as well. Lulu yeah. May, yeah, may as well. Lulu May is like, science, my friends, it's science. Now, are you all alone here and far from police or other law enforcement <laughs> officials? Red okay. flag. Yeah, big red flag. Uh, but then at that point, he's like, all right, so I think I've got like the perfect vacuum cleaning machine for you all. Encourage, of course, the smart boy, good boy that he is. Mm-hmm. He's very skeptical and sus about Lulu May. Good. And his suspicions rise when, you know, after Lulu shows them the vacuum, Courage swears that he can hear like faint shouting coming from inside the vacuum. Mm. Someone screaming, help get me out of here. Is anybody out there? Help. And so Courage is trying to get their attention. Like, Hey guys, something's wrong as he always does in his theatrical ways. But at this point, you know, they're not paying attention to him. Muriel is so focused on getting something to clean and Eustace is just like, get out of my house, whatever. So they're (laughs) just both kind of like, whatever Courage, you shut up. Uh So They make the sale. Lulu makes the sale. He gives the vacuum to Eustace and Muriel, but uh, Courage, he's still like yelping and jumping up and down and shrieking. And Lulu May actually like takes Courage to the side while, you know, Muriel's like fantasizing about cleaning and Eustace (laughs) is eating his soup. Great. Lulu May takes Courage to the side and very interestingly whispers to him, don't worry, I've got it all under control. Everything's going to be fine now. And Courage is very, he's even more confused. What? What are you talking about? What's under control? What is under control? What do you mean everything's going to be fine? And so Lulu May, after saying this to Courage, he walks back over to Muriel and Eustace and he asks them if they're all good, they're all settled in, they're happy with their purchase. And they're like, yeah, you know, we're good, we're fine. And Lulu May is like, good then, picks up the vacuum, flips it, reverses it, turns that sucker on full power, holds the hose attachment up to Muriel and Eustace and just straight sucks them in there one by one. Damn. Courage at this point is absolutely flabbergasted and literally shattered. (laughs) (laughs) That, but Lulu May just is like, "You're free now, finally free," (laughs) and then just like runs out of the house. (laughs) Yeah, like all right, another job done. You're welcome. On to to the next one. And so, meanwhile inside of the vacuum it like shows what's going on in there and we see muriel and eustace they've somehow they've shrunk down to like the size to be able to like be in a vacuum (laughs) and they're like lost in these giant piles of dust Mm. and they're like kind of swimming their way out of them and they encounter another unfortunate soul we assume the woman who courage heard shouting from mm. there who has also been vacuumed. My guess is she was the last stop on Lulu's yep. way over to the Bragg farm. And so uh, this woman, she's very interesting. I just have to describe her because she shows up a few times throughout the, in, uh, the episode. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny too. Cause as I described her in my script, I wrote down just like lint lady (laughs) no they don't give her a name but then when i went to the courage wiki page after writing this that's what they credited her as (laughs) if that helps i'll paint a picture here she's very tall and like skinny and has pale blue skin 
were like very like light blue skin and this long protruding jaw, very few teeth. And the teeth that she does have are like green and rotting. And she has like very disheveled red hair, like Afro sticking out in like different directions, like a ripped up dress and eyes that are We'll just say distressed is probably the nicest <laughs> way I can there? put it. Who knows? So maybe, yeah, she, maybe she was his first experiment with the vacuum yeah. like months ago. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like she's been in there for a while because Eustace and Muriel ask her like, how the heck do we get out of here? And she is just like, no, all you need to know is that this is my half of the lid and that's <laughs> your half of the lid. Oh God, Remember yeah, she's been that, in there a long We won't have any problems. Yeah. <laughs> she's been in there a little too long and so anyway in the real world in the outside of the vacuum (laughs) world Lulu May he has left the farm he's jumped back into his cool sports car and he's like driving off but courage the not so cowardly dog in this instance he runs he books it after Lulu May jumps and like bites onto the back of the car crawls underneath and is like hitched underneath the car holding on like no I'm not leaving them I gotta find out where he's taking this vacuum yes super badass courage yes and so Lulu drives directly to this gerbil hole that he's dug Mm. in the middle of wherever nowhere Kansas um adorably also he's added like a nice little welcome mat and a uh, mailbox just in case i mean (laughs) he clearly has like a whole enterprise in the cosmetics and hygiene industry so he needs to get mail one way or another he's gotta get those paychecks yes and so he hops out of the car he's got the uh, vacuum with him throws that in dives on into the hole courage he waits back for a couple seconds like stakes out the area and then jumps on and afterwards wow. again courage is really not a coward in this episode yeah, i would seriously. also like to point out so we'll see though it continues um inside of this cave burrow whatever which apparently gerbils do actually have like ridiculous tunnel and channel systems that oh, they dig yeah cool. um we actually see a lot of the horrors of what Lou oh. may has been up to in the past couple of years since he was mutated or what have you mm-hmm. we see like this cell prison cell type thing filled with pet monsters or maybe like prisoners the people who he Mm. has kidnapped in the past and experimented on but I I say this with uncertainty of like what it is because it's dark and we only see their eyes and their eyes are all different yeah very creepy like they're different colors and they're all like pointy eyes and yes I'm like oh my goodness who is who is the company you're keeping down <laughs> here? Um, but he's also got like this little lab setup area and an experimenting area. And there's, you know, it's just like the creepy stalactites and stalagmites mm. like dripping and all that and just very dark and dank looking. Mm-hmm. And so Lulu, he whips this vacuum out onto like the lab table he sets it to exhaust and he shoots Muriel and, and Eustace and the Lint Lady into a habit trail. Lint Lady gets out. His, the Lint Lady is finally free. She's like, what is this? There's no Lint out here. <laughs> Get me back in the Lint. <laughs> and so he puts them, yes, into a habit trail, the human habit trail that is sitting mm. in his lab. 
And first off, he picks up the lint lady and he immediately carries her off behind this like tattered curtain uh, right behind like this cell of creepy monsters or whatever. And of course, she's like not really screaming in fear. She's screaming about her lint. Like, it's my lint. It's my lint. This poor woman, very funny character. <laughs> but oh my God, very traumatized. She's been surrounded by lint for God knows how long. <laughs> And so from behind the curtain, we just hear a bunch of like loud buzzing and mm. whirring sounds and Doc Gerbil's menacing, la- Lulu May's menacing laughter. There it is. <laughs> and we see like lights flashing and all of this. And Muriel and Eustace, they're watching from the habit trail. Muriel is clearly like, oh my God, in <laughs> shock. Yeah. Eustace though, hilarious still like, thinking that this guy is just a door-to-door vacuum salesman is like, (laughs) this is where they get (laughs) you. They're going to upsell us so hard right now. Like, man, I'm never going to get out of this sale. (laughs) God, it better come with all the attachments I need. He's going to throw some encyclopedias in here, some knives, (laughs) some Tupperware. A timeshare. A timeshare. (laughs) This is where they get you. And so uh, the noise behind the curtain starts to die down. The lights stop flashing and out comes Lulu May carrying a jar, like a mason jar that's mm-hmm. holding the lint lady. But now she's got suction cups for hands and feet. Great. And so, yeah, awesome. So she's like <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> climbing <laughs> through this jar. It's very creepy, actually. And yeah, especially sure. just because she already is like a very odd character, <laughs> we'll say. Um, and so he places the jar down by the habit trail and he immediately picks up Muriel and Eustace, who at this point are obvi screaming, like, <laughs> please don't, don't uh, do that to us. Yep. And Lulu May just says, you two look like you'll be mighty fine test subjects. I'm going to experiment on you with some of my newest products. You know, get the bugs out. Oh, no. They'll be fine. Which, why is he always telling people they'll be fine? Clearly, they will not. And two, it's I mean, all under control. No, it's not. Direct. <laughs> He's direct. He kind of complimented them. He said they'd be mighty fine test subjects. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> so cute. But also, please just don't kill us. which again i said it before it doesn't seem like he is a killer he is doing some very uh wild unethical immoral and (laughs) just straight out disturbingly gross things to these people Mm -hmm. but he's not killing anyone at least that we know of on purpose maybe intentionally exactly Um, and so he drags them, he drags Muriel and Eustace out of this habit trail and carries them off behind the curtain, which meanwhile, Lint Lady, who is like suction cup Spider-Man <laughs> crawling throughout this mason jar, she actually is able to like pop the lid off and sneak out. So oh, she damn. is now running to her freedom. That's another and criminal while, origin story right there. By the way, <laughs> because... She's not going to get the suctions off of her hands uh. either, at this rate if you're escaping. So like she's probably going to become like some cat burglar or something. Uh-huh. She's also miniaturized too. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm, I would love to see her resurgence one day. Yes. I'm going to think of that. Good point. <laughs> <Ladies>. <laughs> yeah, Lint Lady. So Courage, he is running through this cage or this cave 
And he actually runs into the Lint lady and she like scares the shit out of him because again, yeah. she's scary looking and has such a cup for hands and feet. Yep, understandable. And it's funny, he like screams in her face and uh, her reaction, she's like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Haven't you ever seen a lady before? <laughs> uh ma'am she's like gyrating (laughs) oh god it's hilarious oh man i love this episode so much (laughs) i love this Um, little lady she's this lady yeah she is who who knew that she would be the main character she's the main (laughs) character in in every story let's be real (laughs) clearly courage he cuts to the chase he's like i don't have time for this have you seen muriel and eustace he like holds a picture up to her uh-huh. and lint lady is just like oh he's doing terrible things over there terrible and like points Uh-oh. courage in the right direction so courage runs off to go save them mm-hmm. but the lint lady's last line well second to last line of this episode is right after courage runs off and she's like he's doing terrible things she's like but they ain't getting my lint. <laughs> she just runs away. <laughs> Definitely criminal oh origin God, story. She's criminal. Yeah, she is about to go steal the lint from like all of the richest people. Yeah. Yeah. She's gonna be like climbing into your uh your dryers and like pulling <laughs> the lint thing out. She's actually gonna be like the, the criminals that uh help you. Have you heard of like that meme no. trend or whatever? It's like um you can you can shoot like lasers out of your eyes but you're hired to like work every barbecue or something like that so, like you're only using your powers for good it's like yeah she has an affinity to steal lint so she's, but yeah, she's forbidding sure. house fires by <laughs> taking like, lint out of all these people she's fires. actually employed by the fire department yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i love her yeah little lady's awesome uh so anyway courage he takes her direction he runs off and i should say this cave that dr bull has like dug and or found it's got like all of these little streams and stuff going through it and you know like little dare i say rivers i mean it's like pretty thick bodies of water yeah because there's actually like boats that are docked underneath there okay and um interestingly enough uh we talked about dr gerbil's little bit of narcissism that probably resulted from him being like known as the gerbil or like the lab testing animal hero the gerbil god And also because he's achieved like quite a bit of success selling yeah. his deodorant and his mouthwash and all of these different cosmetic products. He's created on this like underground cave river system, mm-hmm. um, an amusement park type of ride. Oh my God. Called the world of Doc Gerbil. It's like, it's a small world ride at this <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> The entire time and every time I watch the episode, I laugh so hard because Courage is riding this boat through this ride and over and over, all you hear is, it's Dr. Bull's world. <laughs> it's Dr. Bull's world. So literally, it's yes. Dr. Bull's world. Also, it's low-key terrifying. Super terrifying, but that's why it's also so funny because there are like animatronics 
electronics in it too, but it's all of the stuff that Doc Gerbil has created. It's so it's like deodorant that's like shaking around <laughs> up and down and like mascara that's like lifting up and out of like the mascara tube. Who and did he make this for? I don't, it's, that's the, his narcissism. Himself. He made it for himself. He's yeah. running a criminal enterprise down here. He is literally using this cave to test kidnapped human subjects mm. on products that he's then going to sell into commerce he's not going to let the general viewing public come yeah. down here to experience this ride yeah. so he has literally created this for, for himself, himself for his own his lack of hubris <laughs> <laughs> damn or his own his excessive hubris um so yeah it's pretty bad courage he's like riding this on this boat going through it at a certain point he like has put like cotton balls in his ears because <laughs> he's like i cannot take it anymore he is like on at the end of his rope getting ready to like dive out of this little mm -hmm. boat that's taking him down the stream but just as he's diving or getting ready to dive he looks up and sees like a um like a two-way mirror, not even a two-way mirror. It's like straight up a display case. So it's it's mm. like Dr. Rubble wants you to see if you're riding this ride, his lab, oh. where he is experimenting on Muriel and Eustace. Mm. So Courage is like, oh my God, thank goodness I didn't jump out before because I <laughs> this. So he instead just like hops out there. Mm -hmm. He sneaks in through like the air vents we'll say <laughs> it's confusing but whatever he sneaks into this lab through this like two-way mirror or what have Baby. you yeah and he hides while dr bull says that he's got to like run and um probably go test on check on some other test subjects yeah. honestly but i will say the things he's doing to muriel and eustace are um it's very 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 strange sort of experiments he's like feeding them this goop and they like inflate and then just like blow up into like balloons sure. and then like but like their bodies are still normal sure. and like he puts his lipstick on them and their lips like enlarge in and then just like pop and he's like looking at it like hmm so he's like actually like running like hypotheses and stuff <laughs> Oh, so my first thought with the lip one, I'm like, is he, he's like competing with like what is like Kylie Jenner's like <laughs> Kardashian like cosmetics lines? Yeah, pretty much. Good, good. Like, what is it like skin by Kim or whatever? Yeah. He's like, I've got to be better. I'm gonna be better than the Kardashians. I want to create a line that appeals to old farm grannies. <laughs> I need an old farm granny to no test on. No one's selling to them. Damn it! Yeah, I will. It's, that's the lost demo. <laughs> the lost demographic. <laughs> so anyway, courage. He sneaks his way in as Lulu leaves to go check on other test subjects, and he uh, takes this opportunity to grab the vacuum cleaner and sucks your uh, Uriel, <laughs> Eustace and Muriel. Uriel, Uriel. Uh, right on up into this vacuum. Yeah, kind of cute. If only it wasn't so toxic. <laughs> um, but Lulu May returns, unfortunately, just as Courage mm. is finishing up this rescue. Mm. And Lulu is like shocked to see Courage there and to see him taking the test subjects. Like, how dare you? I just rescued you from these mm, captors. I, I freed you. you. I helped you. Yeah. Mm. So clearly this has never happened before in all of his other kidnapping exploits. The animals 
well, they probably couldn't talk or like yeah. whatever. They weren't as smart as courage. So they're probably just like, oh, I guess I have no owner anymore. And like Great. became strays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, who's going to feed me now? I'm a domesticated animal. Yeah. I guess no one. Oh, yep. well. Wow. Um, which makes uh, Lulu look terrible by the yep, way it's exactly. like that's the, that's the worst thing about him that he is creating so many stray pets right like they don't have better <laughs> Sorry, themselves. humans yeah they don't know what to do and he doesn't realize this either he's just like no y'all free you're welcome <laughs> so courage um seeing that Lulu was like running towards him, super shocked about this rescue attempt. He just like breaks the glass that is separating them from that river, from the world of Dr. Jervil. <laughs> and of course, as soon as he like takes the glass off, you just hear the music. <laughs> like, oh my God, make it stop. But he uh, quickly, he runs out with the vacuum and he like knocks over the giant animatronic Doc mm -hmm. Gerbil's deodorant and is like spreading it around on the floor to get it off <laughs> slippery and everything and Doc mm. Gerbil actually terrifyingly is like sprinting after them mm. and he, thankfully though he slips on the deodorant so maybe his products worked a little bit too well mm -hmm. and he uh bumps directly into Doc Gerbil bumps directly into this giant bottle of Doc Gerbil's bubble bath oh and uh -oh. it like it slips into this river or this this current and mm -hmm. then it just creates this massive Everywhere. giant bubbly mess <laughs> which creates what i think is the greatest scene of this episode uh -huh. and maybe of any courage episode Whoa. it's this high action packed like water chase because the bubbles coming out of this cave look like an explosion almost <laughs> just like pff, this plume of bubbles encourage he's hitched back onto this boat and you just see his boat like shoot through the bubbles right before it like, like straight takes up action film. <laughs> yes but it gets even actionier because doc gerbil is right on his tail Ooh. and he's on a jet ski grade <laughs> This is a rich fucking turtle, also. <laughs> it's it's successful. Because he's still in his like checkered suit as well. <laughs> it's very like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> better okay. because the music immediately shifts like as soon as you hear like the rumble of these bubbles uh -huh. getting ready to shoot through the cave it gets silent and you hear this um like a soprano um orchestra no not an orchestra sorry like a um what do you call it um like instrument not a choir but what when they have no oh, instruments acapella. acapella thank you i just had a brain fart <laughs> it's like this acapella choir uh -huh. very angelic and like ethereal like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like the music sounds like it should be like in the Terminator or something like at a scene where just like there's this massive explosion and you're just like taking in all the damage. Slow-mo. Encourage <laughs> and, and Doc Durable are chasing each other. They like shoot out of the sewer grate and into the bay. Oh, <laughs> They're whipping around like the 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 coastline or whatever, oh my God. going crazy. 
And Doc Gerbil whips out these giant like pliers so that he can try to get the vacuum out of the boat. At this point, he doesn't care about what happens to Courage. Mm. He just needs his test sub, excuse me, his test subjects back. Mm. And so they're chasing each other. This intense music is still playing <laughs> in the background. Encourage notices that there's a waterfall up ahead. Oh, of course. So he's like, oh shit. He whips that shit, whips the boat around. So he like starts going <laughs> the other way towards Doc Gerbil. He takes the vacuum cleaner, sets it to exhaust so that it like blows air out and pushes their boat towards the uh, shoreline mm. so that he can like jump out ah. and very smart. Good boy. Doc Gerbil is like, oh shit, well, I should just jump on the boat then. But uh, he gets too caught in the current and he's a little bit too far away from the boat. He jumps out, just misses the boat and gets shot down the waterfall. <laughs> and you just hear again, the choir like, oh, <laughs> it's like this lamentation music. It's like, you just see Doc Gerbil oh down. But Unfortunately, uh, maybe not unfortunately, Doc Gerbil, he does survive, course, but he has good. definitely suffered from some traumatic brain injury of some sort. You mm. see him, like his head looks injured. He's just sitting on the shore, soaking wet at the bottom of this waterfall, laughing maniacally. Oh, God. Just like eyes all going in different directions. Uh-oh. He is, yeah. So I suspect that he's turning into like the Joker at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just like totally insane. But anyway, so Courage, he somehow he gets Muriel and Eustace back to the farm. He ejects them. They're all so happy. They, mm. you know, everyone's safe. And yeah. somehow, though, surprisingly, the lint lady, <laughs> she's back. She's back. She somehow got sucked up in the vacuum. And <laughs> when Courage takes her out, like takes Muriel and Eustace out, she she is still somehow miniature. Eustace and Muriel are back to their regular oh. size. But the lint lady is back in uh, Eustace's bowl of soup. She's oh kind of swimming around talking Ew. about her lint. Yeah. So maybe they have a new pet and that's the end. <laughs> um, also, oh maybe Lint Lady, maybe other origin story is that uh, she becomes uh, the Harley Quinn to yeah. Joker. <laughs> and they become a duo. They become a duo, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Dr. Will comes back just to save her. He's like, I need her. <laughs> or excuse me, I need her. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Although who knows after that head injury, that waterfall fall, he, he may sound very different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let me say his Amazing accent. Work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, his accent though killed me. That was. I am so excited to watch this episode. <laughs> like I know we have to record like the next episode or right after this, but like I'm I'm like. 20 minute breaks so can, can we, can we like real quick 11 minute break you only got to watch yeah, that one half. yeah true i mean well, we usually do like 15 minute breaks maybe but no <laughs> i'll watch it later i'll watch it later yeah great work later. thank you thank you so i i like to believe that dr Bull could in theory make another appearance mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't this is the only episode he's in and there's you know, courage is over there's no new episodes unfortunately sure. but he would have been the perfect return or like rerun criminal yes. if you asked me like later on in the show because yes. uh he definitely had i guess he had motive 
I suppose. And yeah. he was creepy enough for yes. sure. And smart yeah. enough to mm-hmm. even with his brain injury now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We'll see how that affects him. But anyway, yes. Wow. So thank nice. you. Good job. Episode two of courage. Yes. Wow. What a journey. Indeed. I I love it. Um great. Good job. Cool. So next week we'll be back. Grace mm-hmm. will share another episode from uh, mm-hmm. the Tales of Courage, the Cowardly Dog, another monster and or villain. I guess this is a lot like Lequack, where uh, last mm. week's episode, where he's a, he's figuratively a monster. Yeah, Although, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's figuratively a monster. He's not literally, but we will get some monsters soon. At least some I know point. I will. So until yes. then, though, Grace, who should our dear audience members tell about this lovely podcast so in thinking about our lone gerbil back spinal fracture researcher i think you should tell your chiropractor nice yeah go tell a chiropractor you know maybe get some kinks out while you're there get that neck cracked and while he's cracking your back or she's cracking your back all that stuff um they're cracking your back what about this podcast and you know maybe tell me about this episode specifically because that has to you know we talk about spines talk at about some spines. point yeah. and maybe it'll inspire your chiropractor to change course and help mm-hmm. take care Jones. of the horrible horrible pandemic that's taking over this world of <laughs> durable spinal fractures put an end this is a global crisis <laughs> Threat level orange. Spinal fractures. We need more people on it. Please, like, forget your chiropractic chiropractic practice. Get a veterinarian license. License. (laughs) Combine that knowledge. Mm -hmm. Please, the gerbils gerbils. need you. Save the gerbils. Save the gerbils. Um, To that end, I will say then... uh, Go get yourself, treat yourself, ladies and gents and anyone in between, and go get yourself a massage and tell the massage therapist, Mm. like, you know, while they're working through, especially like your traps and stuff like that, like get very tense, all of that, the shoulders, Mm -hmm. once you hear that cracking and everything as they're making their way down, be like, oh yeah, by the way, have you ever given a gerbil massage? (laughs) We because apparently the they have spine issues, according <laughs> to a podcast that I listened to. An expert podcast. <laughs> An expert. They're experts on gerbils now, uh, <laughs> as of this week. Uh, yeah, so go go tell nice. one of them that we talked about bad spines, I guess. Uh, <laughs> some sort of living creature. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, um, cool. until then, bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. 
Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Satmore Mist, all the abreeves, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. 